Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Kentucky Daily, the second episode of the Sunday. I'm joined by Sean Smith, who uh, started off in Florida this morning and is uh, close to getting home, it sounds like, uh, after a long day on the road. But, Sean, we, we're back again because uh, one of the one of the most fun days of the year, really, in terms of a sports calendar, one of the most exciting days, Selection Sunday, found out how all 68 teams are seated. Um, for this year's NCAA tournament, Kentucky, if you don't know by now, uh, is the number two seed in the East region. The uh, Quite a bounce back year, Sean. I don't know if we've really sat and, you know, it's Kentucky. This is a program that expects to compete for national championships, compete for Final Fours. But first time since 2019 that this team uh, – is back in the NCAA tournament. Of course, in 2020, the whole the whole thing was canceled because of COVID. Then last year, one of the worst seasons in school history. But they bounced back, Sean, with a 26-win season. And here they are as a two-seed in the East region. Yeah, and I'm going through Knoxville right now, and I don't know if that's I don't know if that's Rocky Top that I hear, or if it's Tennessee fans complaining that they got a three seed and not a two seed. But no, we'll get into all that. But yeah, this is a huge bounce back year for Kentucky, Derek, to go from not making the tournament at nine and sixteen a year ago to earning a two seed and and being right there on the cusp of a one seed. The the way the bracket you know unveiled, the Kentucky was right there in the hunt for a one seed going into the weekend. But I think that they've got a pretty solid draw when you when you look at everything. I know I said in the past that. Purdue was a team that I kind of wanted to stay away from, just given that the size and the length that they have, and we know how disruptive that has been for Kentucky at times, especially when it comes to physicality, uh, Baylor defensively. But I like the draw. Like, I honestly, I, I stepped back and I, I took a look at it, and I'm like, all right, I kind of hate having to see an in-state school in the second round possibly if you get by St. Peter's, but I still think that's a game that if it wasn't an in-state school, I don't think anyone would even be concerned about it between Kentucky and Murray State. And then if they play Purdue in the Sweet 16, you gotta you can't ignore the defensive efficiency numbers of Purdue being uh, under one being in the 100s in that category. Like Kentucky been able to put up points in that matchup. I think Kentucky got a really good draw, and for the first time, John Calipari did not complain. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear Cal's comments. I was keeping up on Twitter, but. Uh... It was like a rite of passage every year that uh, Cal would go on and on. I don't know if that means that he likes the draw, thinks they got a good draw, or he just uh, maybe wasn't feeling it this year. I don't know. But, yeah, you mentioned UK's little pod. Um, Kentucky will play on Thursday. Time has not been set yet. I don't think, has it? I've not seen the time. Not anymore. that I- not that I've seen because I've got a story ready to roll. I just got to plug in the time <laughs> in the TV yeah. network. You know how that works. Well, regardless. Uh, pre-written. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Uh, well, a lot of work this time of year, but it's it's fun. In my opinion, uh, I think you people who listen to the show know how much I love college football, but for my money, the NCAA tournament, although it was a lot of travel, it was also probably the most fun part of the job. But that game will be an indie, a nice short drive uh, for most people um, who live in Kentucky or the surrounding area. Uh, if you want to get out and watch Kentucky, this first uh, – first portion of the tournament uh up there uh, i don't think it's banker's life anymore is it i think they got a different corporate name for that arena yeah i think it's cambridge, cambridge. arena i believe is is what it is i actually I, I was looking on the ncaa's website with their their host and and where the, the player where the the regionals are and where the first and second rounds are and i was like oh my goodness i would have written banker's life Fieldhouse if i hadn't have got on here today because i'm so used to that yeah. but no 
Kentucky goes to Indy, and then if they advance, Derek, they they go to Wells Fargo in Philadelphia. And I think the Kentucky most Kentucky fans probably wanted the Midwest. I know covering the team, I wanted the Midwest because that would give us an opportunity to go straight from Indy to Chicago, but Indy to Philly, not bad at all. And then if they get through that, they go to New Orleans. So not a bad path. A couple of places that are that are not very difficult for Kentucky fans to get to. And like I said, I love the draw, and I'm sure we're going to get into all that. We're going to get into where Tennessee and some of these other schools are. But if you're a Kentucky fan tonight, you've you got to be kind of feeling refreshed that there's some favorable matchups for Kentucky in that region if they take care of business. And I know you broke down uh, the Ken Palm numbers and stuff with those top four teams today on Twitter. I know I retweeted that on my Twitter feed as well. But Kentucky should Kentucky should feel confident going into this regional if they play good basketball. That was my takeaway as well. I felt like uh, all things considered, as a two seed, I think you got the weakest number one seed in this region in Baylor. You're also getting Baylor, uh, you know, a team from Waco, Texas, having to go to Philadelphia. I'm going to guess Kentucky, if it makes that far, is going to have the biggest fan support out of all the schools that might be there. You know, you were able to avoid – there was some thought that, you know, you might – a lot of people predicted it right that Kentucky would go to Philadelphia or will be in the East region, I should say, Um, but that Villanova was a possible three well as it turned out Villanova was a two and they got sent to the south um so you avoid you know any kind of home court advantage type deal for Villanova there which I thought was a good break for UK but you know St. Peter's I don't know much about them um outside of the scare against Princeton and then Davidson also gave Kentucky a pretty good game uh back in 2018 but in general when Kentucky's been a high seed though of course I think that team's a five seed or whatever in 2018 uh, five versus 12, one of the one of the most typical upset games, really, it seems like, uh, in the NCAA tournament. But this, a two versus 15. Ken Palm early on has St. Peter's as the number 118 team in the country right now. Uh, he he His computer predicts Kentucky to win 74 to 59. Again, it's the NCAA tournament. They call it March Madness for a reason. Kentucky needs to come in and, and be focused and take care of business. But on the surface, uh, you typically – under Cal, you don't really need to worry about a game like this. Uh, I think they will take care of business, which sets up a really interesting second match. You, you mentioned it. Um, you have a team in Murray State that has not lost since December 22nd, and that was to the Auburn Tigers, which ended up as a number two seed uh, in the Midwest. So that's a team that's going to be playing with a lot of confidence if it gets by San Francisco. And San Francisco had a very good year uh, out in the West Coast Conference. They finished with 24 wins. Um, they went 10 and six in the West coast conference, two of those losses, well, three of their losses, actually this season to Gonzaga. They just lost to them, uh, last Monday in the ter- conference tournament. So that's an interesting game. You look at San Francisco, they're number 21, Sean. So they're actually the higher ranked team between, uh, them and Murray state. Ken Palm projects a one point win for San Francisco in that game. But I, I like. This is my personal preference. I trust Kentucky's talent over any kind of mid-major in the second round. You remember Wichita State a few years ago, very good program at that point. Uh, you know, Kentucky saw them a few times in the NCAA tournament, but I'm talking more specifically about that 2017 year because it's pretty similar. Um, in, in Indy. In Indy. Game Indy was. Kentucky was a two seed. Uh, of course, they played Northern Kentucky in the first round, but then they played Wichita State in the second round. Of, you know, the mid-major type team, you know, UK should be more talented at every single position versus either. Yeah, 
absolutely. They should be. And, and I'm, that's why I'm, I wouldn't be worried about that first weekend. Obviously, if you don't play well, anything can happen. If they go 2 of 20 from three-point range and you have some guys not playing well on top of that and you're not creating turnovers, not getting easy baskets in transition, then anybody can beat you. But I just think the, the more that I look at this bracket, you really got to like it. I, I feel like you're, you're getting a one seed there that if you meet them, in the Elite Eight round there in Philly, you mentioned that there's going to be more Kentucky fans there than Baylor fans. You you have a team that, you know, the defending national champions, that, that program. But you've got Kentucky coming in who should have a ton of confidence in that matchup considering Kentucky beat Kansas, who won the Big 12 by 18 on the road, a place where Baylor went to at Allen Fieldhouse and kind of got destroyed. I know Baylor come back and got the win at home versus Kansas, but I just don't think that there's many teams – really on that side of the bracket that Kentucky could that should line up against and not have some success. I think they caught a break with some weaker defensive teams, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to, you know, Ken Palm defensive efficiency. I know obviously UCLA's up there and, and Baylor's up there and, and some teams, but as far as what Purdue is, Purdue's gonna Purdue will present some challenges. Matt Painter's a very good very good coach. He draws up some of the best action in games, out of bounds sets, things like that. But you just can't – you can't get away from that defensive efficiency number. When you look and see how high it is, Derek, the way Tennessee was able to disrupt Kentucky defensively, I just don't see it on, on this bracket. Many teams being able to do that to Kentucky's backcourt. Baylor will defend you, but at the same time, that's an up-and-down Baylor team that has shown that they can be very good, but they've also shown that they cannot be, uh, be good at the same time. That's a team that lost at Alabama. Uh, so it's it's kind of an up-and-down team there. But Kentucky has to have a ton of confidence. And I think that's why you saw John Calipari just kind of sitting quietly tonight and talking <laughs> about Tennessee being a three and Texas A&M not getting in. And then he talked about not having a pregame shoot-around versus Tennessee. It wasn't as much about the bracket as it was about everything else, which to me tells you that he's confident. And you heard some of the guys on TV talking about that they think Kentucky could come out of this region. Yeah, Kentucky's a very popular pick. I think maybe out of all the – I think all the ESPN guys on the Bracketology show had Kentucky in the Final Four. And I think Seth Davis and – I think Clark Kellogg might have been the only one who who didn't. Um, and I might have that wrong. But top four seeds in the East, uh, the only team we didn't talk about, of course, we mentioned Baylor just then and Purdue. Uh, UCLA was the four seed. And UCLA, of course, uh, made the Final Four last season, uh, played an epic game against uh, Gonzaga in the national semifinal. They lost the Pac-12 championship last night to Arizona. Um, that There is a potential um, – when I'm looking at the second-round game, and again, we don't know how it's going to play out. There, there's always upsets, things like that. If it is chalk, though, UCLA and St. Mary's in the second round, I saw Seth Davis. He had he had them in the lead eight, St. Mary's it is. <laughs> so yeah. – if you're looking for the long game, potentially, and again, we're we're a little ways out from that, but you know, if there's a sleeper team to come out of it, perhaps Kentucky could be playing a team like St. Mary's for a shot at a Final Four. Who knows? Um, Sean, let's look big picture at this bracket. Uh, of course, the you mentioned one of the teams. I think a lot of the discussion I've seen on my Twitter feed, uh, a lot of it was between Duke and Tennessee. Um, when you look at the and – and I've got to agree. I think when you look at the resumes, it's hard to – hard to see how Duke was a two uh, over Tennessee. 
Uh, maybe that leads to a bigger picture. Did the SEC results really matter at all for, for a number of years? I think we've all known that Sunday doesn't really matter that much, but I don't know. For Tennessee, it's almost like none of it mattered. <laughs> you know, beating Kentucky well, for a second time didn't seem to help them that much when it came to seeding. It didn't, and I never thought I would ever get to this point in, in saying this, but why do we even plug the SEC tournament? And I know John Calipari has been on that now. And then, two, on top of that, you look at the regular season, and that's what matters. Conference tournaments don't matter at all. Duke doesn't win their conference tournament. Tennessee does, and they don't even move. Neither one of those teams moved on the seed line. Maybe Duke got sent west instead of going to the south. Maybe that's the the way that it, that it played out. But here you had Tennessee and, and Joe Lenardi's projections. And look, let's, let's just face it. Like, when it comes to Lenardi and what he does, he's he's pretty accurate. Like Kentucky, they're on the two line. And he talked about Baylor being on the one line going into the weekend and Kansas being on the one line. Like he's, he's pretty good when it gets to this point in the season. He had Tennessee as a three going into the tournament and they didn't move. They not only did they win the tournament, they beat Kentucky for a second time and they didn't even move. Meanwhile, Duke loses in the ACC tournament, a, a conference that didn't get a lot of attention this year. That, not a lot at the top, and we know, I mean, a Notre Dame team that beat Kentucky and everything there was going into the last four in, going into the final weekend, and I just I just can't believe that Tennessee did not get bumped into a two at least. When you're looking at their resume, Derek, they might have the best resume in college basketball. No bad losses, a lot of good wins, and then they might have to go through Arizona again to get to, a final, to, get to the first final four, and I already texted you, like, I would like to be on the Arizona side of that matchup, given they lost the regular season game in Knoxville. I think that Arizona would have an edge in that one and and, and be competitive and, and kind of want to, you know, avenge that loss that they had. But when we're talking about Tennessee and, and the SEC tournament and things, would, it, would Kentucky have even got a one seed had they won yesterday versus Tennessee? I, I don't know. Like, did the tournament really even matter? Texas A&M not getting in. Playing their way all the way to the title game. Four games in four days. Didn't get in. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry for the rant there. No, no, I get like I it. Just, I, I think A and M. I mean, uh, it's hard for me to say. I, I got to realize I didn't watch a single Rutgers basketball game all year. I didn't see Wyoming play this season. I just know the athletes Texas A and M has. Uh, Michigan's another team that lost fourteen games and got in. Uh, they don't have a playing game either. I mean, Michigan seemed like they were kind of solidly in in terms of bubble team. Uh, it's hard for me to think all those teams are better than AM, but again, I also would tend to lean towards the the thought that if you're a bubble team, it's hard to complain too much. I mean, this is a Texas AM team. While yes, That's what true. they did was impressive, they you know, they struggled at times this year. They had a what, eight game losing streak at one point this season. Well, um and, and there's a there's a reason why you have the regular season. If you if you yeah. pay too much attention to the conference tournament, then why did you play basketball in November and December? Right. And I mean the, the overall body of work matters. But I, I just think that that sometimes there there is that eye test. And I thought that AM was a team that this week they passed the eye test. And I thought Tennessee certainly passed the eye test. When you're talking not only did they win the SEC tournament, I know people look, I, I grew up when I was just the fan side of Kentucky, I despised Tennessee. And someone messaged me today and said, I'm, I'm sure that, like, punched you straight in the heart today to say that Tennessee's one of the top four teams in college basketball. <laughs> but they are. They're playing like one of the top four teams in the country. 
and they're a three seed. And I know the SEC schedule, Derek, we talked a ton about it and how it was kind of unfair for Kentucky when it came to winning the league and where they ended up with a three seed in the SEC tournament that I, I do think that kind of played against them, especially when John Calipari decided not to have a shoot around on Saturday morning, which I don't against because it was just such a quick turnaround. But Tennessee, not only did they win the league tournament, they beat Kentucky twice to kind of break that tiebreaker when it comes to a 1-1 tie there in the regular season matchups. They finished ahead of Kentucky in tournament in regular season seating, and they're a seed line behind them. And they actually have a better resume than Kentucky has. Yeah, it's hard to argue against. I mean, I think Tennessee, too, you look at their path. Um, if it's, again, if the highest seed wins, if they were to make a Final Four, they, they have rematches against Villanova and – Arizona. So I mean, you're talking about, about teams Villanova. you've seen. Yeah. I forgot uh, all about Villanova. Which they lost rematch, to Villanova right. uh, this yeah. season. Um, I think that was on a neutral court. I'll check real quick. It yeah, that was, was in November when they game beat of the year. Car- right. Yep. When they played Carolina, too, I think that stretch. Yeah, a long time ago. I mean, these teams are probably quite a bit different. But, you know, for, for Tennessee, they got all the way up to number seven in Ken Palm. If you're to make a Final Four, and the Sweet 16 here, you potentially could have to beat the number 11 team in Ken Palm and then the number uh, two team in Arizona. So that's why I saw a lot of people talking about uh, you feel like you'd rather have Tennessee's path over Dukes in terms of location maybe, but I don't know. I don't. I mean, Duke, I think Texas Tech probably has a good chance to beat Duke. Matter of fact, I'd probably pick Duke to lose in the Sweet 16. I don't know that it's that much different of a – I think both paths are pretty tough, honestly. I think both paths are, oh. are tougher than probably what Kentucky will have. That's, that's my opinion. Well, they, there's been a lot of talk, and, and rightfully so. We know that, that Coach K is the, the media darling and, and everything when it comes to college basketball, and a lot of people would probably love to send him out with a national championship, and I know you have fans that would think that they're going to get a favorable whistle in the NCAA tournament. Derek, I don't even know if the favorable whistle will help Duke. From what I've seen of Duke <laughs> – at times this year, and I'm, I mean, I'm watching me end up being wrong and them cutting down the nets and, and win a sixth title. But what I saw versus North Carolina, what I saw against Syracuse in that ACC tournament, I did not watch the second game, but I ended up watching the Virginia Tech game last night. What I saw in those that quad three loss in the regular season and, and some of those losses that they had, this just isn't a Duke team that I think is consistent enough to really do a lot of damage. I think you kind of see it all over Coach K's face right now, the, just the frustration and. And he knows Palo Carroll, excellent. I know they, they've got Mitchell, they've got some guys there that are very good players, but it just doesn't feel like that this is going to be the send-off for Coach yeah. K that ends with a, a national championship. And I don't even think it's a send-off that, that might not even get to an Elite Eight with Duke. I mean, they have a really good player in Bancaro, but it's just not a very good team. And they haven't been for a bit now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They haven't, you know, they, uh, you're right. They haven't looking, um, big picture, Sean, again. Um, and, and again, I don't want to overlook St. Peter's to the extent, you know, you just wouldn't expect Kentucky to lose that game. So, I mean, no. looking at the second round game, do you find it interesting in terms of Murray state, they're the local team, uh, way out there in Western Kentucky, Small lineup, though. I watched the only time I really watched them play this year was against uh, Moorhead State there in the conference championship. Janai Broom dominated that game. I think they only have one player over 6'10 or like right at 6'10. Yeah. Um, I don't want to slight by any means a 30 win. That's impressive. They've not, like I said, they haven't lost a game since before Christmas. It's a long time to go. They they throttled a couple of the good teams, you know, good, solid programs like Belmont and the OVC. I mean, they crushed them a couple times, beat Morehead State three times. It's a good team. But, again, I'll go back to what I said earlier. Like, if you're a national title contending team, I think you would prefer – at least I, and I, people people might think differently. You, you might want to rather play a, a team like USC that um, is a power five team, won quite a few games, but maybe, you know, you don't, you don't trust them. I don't know. Like, to me, you're – you just should be better than these teams. And for that reason, especially in Indy, it'll be large numbers of UK fans. I, I feel, and I've said it all season, and now that I see the bracket, I still feel just as good. feel very comfortable, this team being a Sweet 16 team, bare minimum. Um, at that point, it's kind of hard to judge Chief far because who knows what could happen in the bracket. Uh, yeah, you never know. To the Sweet 16. But, uh, Sean, let's look overall here. I don't know if you've had a chance to – I don't know if you've been driving or riding um, on the way back, but any any teams that you look at or any regions that you see that, that fascinate you, that maybe leave you scratching your head, anything like that, just maybe some big picture takeaways from from the bracket. I haven't I haven't really had a chance to to dive in uh, and and see the overall bracket. Uh, I focused a lot on Kentucky as I did. I I was riding for about an hour and a half and and kind of just uh, diving into what Kentucky's path is and things. But I think just the overall picture, I think the West is by far going to be the, the toughest one. I think that that's a tough one when you're talking Duke and you're talking Gonzaga and and that grouping that's out there. I think there's a lot of teams that – I mean, that second-round matchup, uh, the Gonzaga might be tough. Is it Memphis that's there that could advance and play yeah. Gonzaga in the second mm-hmm. round? I'm, I'm intrigued by that one because we know that Memphis does have talent. We know that late in the year they were playing much better. Uh, what will Gonzaga do? You know, that, that conference that they play in, I'm talking about St. Mary's, and I know that's a team that Seth Davis is high on, and then San Francisco, a team that Kentucky could see. But I want to see how that conference performs in this tournament, and I think that will kind of help evaluate Gonzaga a little better too. But I think the Midwest, I think Auburn got a really good setup in the yep. Midwest, I think I that as far as a bracket goes, I, I feel like it, that Kansas, Kansas could walk into a Final Four. It wouldn't shock me, but also wouldn't shock me that, that Auburn walks into a Final Four. That was a team that hasn't played really good basketball in a while. Well, they have a chance to get it right. And with Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, 
if they key in and go through those two, it wouldn't shock me if Auburn ends up in the Final Four. Like, I honestly think that the SEC might get three teams in the Final Four. If Tennessee finds a way to get out of the South, if they can get to that Elite Eight game, you don't know what happens with Arizona. I would favor Arizona in that game, but if Tennessee is able to play someone else and Arizona not be there, Mm-hmm. Tennessee, I can see pushing through to a Final Four. I think Auburn could do it, and I think Kentucky could do it. I really think that the SEC might look up, and it might be the SEC tournament all over again. I felt like Arizona, looking at the bracket, and again, could be totally wrong. That's what makes Mark so much fun. I, I feel like Arizona has a has a pretty good path. Actually, I would probably go as far to say out of all the ones, I think I would feel best about Arizona making it to the Final Four. They're, they're a very trendy uh, national champion pick right now, too, based on what I've seen from a lot of the uh, national media, so to say. But I totally agree with you on Auburn. When I looked at that, I thought they had a really good path. I mean um, – Well, they're not the best inter- player on the floor, too. Yeah, they and, should. And that helps a ton. It's it's not a backcourt piece, but if, if Bruce will kind of rein that thing in this week, and I think that's going to be his message. I really do. I think that between now and when they play, it's got to be – we're going through Jabari – let Kessler protect the rim and be that defensive presence that he is. But Jabari's got to touch the ball every single possession up the floor unless somebody has a breakaway layup. Like, you got to touch it. And, and if that's the mindset that you go in with, that's a very good Auburn team. When they were doing that early in the year, they were hard to beat. I mean, that was an elite basketball team for two and a half to three months. And then something happened there in SEC play when they lost at Arkansas and then lost at Florida. And then we know how it kind of uh, unraveled there in the SEC tournament. Uh, just looking at that, I think Auburn has a great chance. I will take Arizona out of the South. That's the team that I will pick. But if some chaos happens, injuries happen, you, you never know. Tennessee sitting there with a ton of confidence. Can Rick Barnes finally do it? And being that guy that was in Texas, coach in Texas, <laughs> took Texas to a Final Four. He's, he's in the South. Maybe he can uh, do it in the, in the state there in Texas. There is a possible – we'll take an upset. And I, I think it's much less likely now with Will Wade being out. But there would be a chance that LSU as a six seed could play Auburn in the Sweet 16. They'd have to beat Wisconsin. Um, but when you talk about Auburn's path, we mentioned Kentucky's earlier. If the highest seed wins, Auburn, I think USC is like 46th in Ken Palm and Wisconsin is 34th. I think Wisconsin was pretty easily, yeah, pretty significantly the worst three seed in terms of Ken Palm rankings. I think every other team was top 12. Texas Tech, I think, is top 10. Tennessee's top 10. And then the other three, Purdue, I think, is like 14th, who Kentucky might play. So, I mean, not again, I, I would agree with you. I think Auburn got a great draw as far as SEC teams go. Uh, you did have Alabama and Arkansas in the West. Arkansas is a four seed. That is a tricky first game, I think, for Arkansas. I watched Vermont's game yesterday, most of it. Uh, they they destroyed their conference this season. The American East, Vermont, they just ran through it uh, like it was nothing. I think they lost one game, and that was an overtime by one point. And besides that, I mean, they won their conference tournament by about 40 points in the championship game. <laughs> um, they're a 28-win team, I think, 27-28 wins. Arkansas, I mean, I like, I like the Razorbacks. I think they're a good team. But in terms of a 4-13 matchup, Vermont's been good for a while. If you remember, Sean, I don't know how many listeners are going to remember this because it was an early season game and they're just easy to forget. In 2018, John Calipari was scared to death of that game against Vermont. Do you remember that? Yep. When they were coming yep. in there. I think he had a lot of respect for, uh, I think John Becker is the name 
of the coach at Vermont. He, uh, I think he legitimately thought Kentucky could lose at Rupp Arena to Vermont. They didn't, but it was a tight game. It was a good game. But they're back. They're they're doing very well. Um, I would just say, like, I, I think that could, I think that could be a tough game for Arkansas in the opening round. But with that said, I do think if Arkansas is able to survive that game, I do like them to beat either UConn or New Mexico State in the second round. Uh, and I don't know what would happen against Gonzaga. I actually have them losing there. Um, but, Sean, I guess to wrap this up, in terms of the Final Four, I'll go with my very early, and I'm not going to submit this anywhere yet, but I just – the first run through, and it's it was very, very chalky, I guess you would say. I was telling my wife that I'll uh, have to go back and reevaluate because there's not enough upsets in my bracket. But I did have Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, and Kansas as my Final Four. I didn't go past that point yet. Uh, I'm looking at the screen right now. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm favoring – I guess the highest ranked teams outside of, you know, I, I definitely think Baylor is the worst one though. The, the worst one seed. They have some guys out. I just think of Kentucky. I don't know. I really feel like they got a good draw. I do. I truly do. Um, and it's not a lock by any means. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. I think they're going to have to earn their way to the final four, but I do think uh, it, at their peak, if they can get back to it, I think Kentucky's the best team in the East and they can get there. Um but I'll be honest, if I was picking a national champ right now, I might fall in line with the with the group thing. I, I'm really impressed with what I saw from Arizona last night when I watched them play UCLA. That is a well-built team, super athletic. I mean, they're, they're a great team. Uh, and that's probably who I would lean with. But have you thought, thought out your Final Four yet? Yeah, I've, I've got three. I'm going Texas Tech out of the West. That, that like was the, the team Raiders. I considered. Yeah, I think if Gonzaga doesn't make it, I do think it'll be Texas Tech. Yeah, I'm going to go Texas Tech out of the West. I'm going to go Kentucky out of the East. I'll go Arizona from the South. The, the one that I'm having the hardest time with is the Midwest because I've me and you have been the whole fate Auburn, you know, for <laughs> for a bit now. And and the more that I just look at it, and I think when I, I look at this, I'm like, when you you got Jabari, and I think if they if they do it right I think Jabari could could really carry them into that second week of the NCAA tournament I'm also looking at some lower seeds there an, an Iowa team that has been hot could, could they come out of that I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Iowa I was my team getting the final four out of the Midwest yeah that was a another popular pick too from Samantha. that that region seemed to have more volatility I guess you could say in terms of who might come out of there versus some other regions. Um, Iowa, a good offensive team, potentially playing a really good Providence defense. Providence really struggles to score, though. Um, it'll be interesting. Big Ten, they had a lot of teams make this tournament. I think nine from the Big Ten made it. Uh, the SEC had six. Um, but, Sean, I'm just so happy that it's back, that uh, this is going to be a normal, as far as we know, a normal NCAA tournament. Uh, and it'll get cranked up Tuesday with those playing games. How about that Midwest bracket, though? You're you're talking a lot of you know finalists for for players of the year. You got Keegan Murray at Iowa. You've got Jabari Smith uh, playing the, the way he was at Auburn. You're talking about NBA draft picks. You have uh, Johnny Davis there at Wisconsin. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of talent in that Midwest region. Ochai from Kansas. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, how about that one? I mean, there's there's a lot of those guys that were on watch lists for awards and stuff going into to the weekend and conference tournament week. Like, that's a fun region 
Uh, I do think it's the easiest region to kind of build some confidence and string some success together. Like if you get hot, it feels like any of those teams, honestly, one through probably six or seven could really make a run and go deep. Uh, but I'm going to go with Iowa, though. I'm going to go with the, the Hawkeyes there. I'm gonna, that'll be my lower seed to make it to a Final Four. Can't have all chalk, especially in a year like this. You can't go all no, chalk. No, you shouldn't. You're right. That's why I'm, I'm going to have to reevaluate uh, this before I and, submit it to my maybe, pools. And maybe tomorrow we can kind of dive in and make some picks for some other first-round games and and kind of look if we do an episode and and, and kind of pick some upsets and – and things like that, some teams to watch. I want to really look at this bracket and dive in. I want to watch some St. Peter's games, and if I can even find some St. Peter's games, honestly. <laughs> yeah, they're – uh, have to get into the synergy or something there. Why not? <laughs> Let's see, St. Peter's, I'm really ashamed to even have to look this up. Uh, they're Okay, yeah, they're from the, the Metro Atlantic, the MAAC. Should have known that. That's the conferences like Manhattan, teams like that, Niagara, Fairfield. Monmouth, um, they, but they, this is an eleven-loss team. From I mean, they Kentucky should win this game pretty easily. I would think. I just would be bad if it. Well, wasn't. and 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 we'll talk more about that second-round matchup, the possibility. You know, once it gets there, like, could it be Murray State? It very well could be San Francisco too. Like, that's a team that it wouldn't shock me if Murray or San Francisco won that game. But if it's Murray State. I just don't think that Kentucky fans should be too concerned. I've been saying for a while now that if Kentucky's a two, Murray State's going to be their seven. Mm -hmm. I think if Kentucky had got a one, Murray State would have been the eight. <laughs> like, I think the committee would have done it that way. It always works out that way. And I look at it, the only way I think Kentucky loses that game if John Calipari makes Oscar Chibway walk to Indianapolis. Like, if he has fresh legs and he's on the floor, he's going for 20 and 20 against Murray State, in my opinion. I just don't think they have the front line to match that. And if he's able to play 34, 33 minutes, I see maybe first half you see some teams hang around. We remember Walford and NCAA tournament a couple mm -hmm. years ago without P.J. Washington. Wichita State had enough to, to hang around a couple of times there, but eventually talent will take over and Oscar's the difference in that. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we wrap this up, I do want to add the women's selection show was also tonight. Uh, Kentucky women's basketball from maybe a month ago being on the outside looking in to the tournament, they end up as a sixth seed in the Bridgeport region. Uh, the number one overall seed in that region was NC State. UConn was the two. Uh, the three seed was Indiana, and that's where Kentucky will go. They'll be in the Bloomington uh, pod, and their first-round game is against 11-seed Princeton, which will represent the Ivy League. So – uh, I think that will be a rematch as well. I believe Kentucky played Indiana earlier this season in Bloomington. They did. So got embarrassed. Yeah. So if Kentucky is able to get through, and I hate to say I don't know. Okay, the game's on Saturday, so you could have two UK games on Saturday. Uh, assuming Kentucky is able to beat St. Peter's, um, the men's team will play the round of thirty-two game on Saturday up in Indy, and then you'll have. Uh, you'll have the women's team playing their opening game over in Bloomington. So I don't know how those times might line up, but it uh, could be a little double dip for some people. Um, are, you, are you telling me that I should drive to Bloomington on Saturday <clears throat> if that game is a late game for, <laughs> for one of the teams? <laughs> Man, I would say uh, if Kentucky uh, only if Kentucky loses on Saturday would be my the men's team because uh, otherwise you're going to have to be gearing up for another trip over to uh, yeah. over to Philly. But uh, – 
no, congratulations though to to that program to to do Absolutely. what they did this season. Uh, they really looked bad for him at a point, and then to get to a six seed, I mean, you put yourself in a spot now. You should be favored to win a game in the NCAA tournament. And they they made sure. it to the uh, to the second round last season, and it won't be easy. You know, of course, if you're not familiar with the women's team uh, women's tournament, I mean, they play these opening games on on a home course. I mean, it, it is a road game uh, for the NCAA tournament. If Kentucky is to play Indiana, it will be on the road. Seven seven ten tip for Kentucky and St. Peter's Thursday night. Seven ten. Okay. Yep. I'm losing my voice. I think I swallowed a bug. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm under our cue. Yeah, that's probably our cue to wrap this up. But uh yeah, really fun to get on here. This is uh you know the first ever episode of Kentucky Daily that we got to talk about the NCAA tournament with Kentucky in it. So we enjoy that. Uh, as always, podcast brought to you by the Butcher's Pub through locations in London, Williamsburg, and Pineville. Get out and see those guys this week. A huge week starting up. They'll have the games on there at the Butcher's Pub starting on Tuesday with the playing games. And then, of course, Thursday all day long. One of the, Truly one of the great uh, – Thursday and Friday of the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, truly some of the great sports games uh, – sports days, I mean, on the calendar. But he's Sean Smith. I'm Derek Terry. It's been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll catch you next time.